Ladies and gentlemen, don't touch my buttons, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. No, you don't touch my buttons. <laughs> you don't touch my buttons. <laughs> you yeah. see these buttons? See the buttons? They're not, they're not for you. They're not for these you. These are my buttons. Yes, my invisible buttons. My invisible buttons. My invisible buttons. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, oh huh? Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Whoa, we're going to have Loud noises! Ah. Uh, <laughs> that was... Oh. That, <laughs> hold on. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I can't hear anything. <laughs> sorry, I put, it on, I put it on repeat. Oh. I'm on Twitch. <laughs> so automatically started again. Oh, anyway. Anyway. Hello. Cutting room floor. We can go. We can. <laughs> Cutting room floor. Hello. Hello. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. This is going to be wild. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Michael Lister. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, you are. You are experiencing it in the second dimension. Yes. 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 <laughs> the second dimension. Um, yes. For those who are listening to this only audio, um, we're actually live on YouTube right now. So get in your time machine and go back to uh, what's the t- today's date? The 23rd of uh, January. At 8.44 p.m. And you will find the live stream of this. Because um, the podcast may or may not be edited differently to what is about to happen. Because we're doing it live. and Yes, we're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live on the YouTubes yes, as well yes. as being pre-recorded. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can mix and match of what, what actually happens with the editing. Yes, yes. You can watch us if you want, or you can you can listen to us if you want, or you can do both. It's up to you. Yeah. There are options. Whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat, yes. Me, I like to listen. Me too. At, at 6.5 speed. So I just listen to the audio, <laughs> the intro in regular speed, and it sounds very slow down. <laughs> I can't listen to anything in, in 1.5. It just, nah, I can't. I don't know. I would suggest don't. Because <laughs> then you can't go back to, like, normal speed afterwards. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over. It's all, all over Red Rover. All over Red Rover. Um, well, let's get this show on the road, shall we? Um, yes. So... Up top, we should probably mention that our lovely co-host, Miss Folia Kantamachi, is not with us tonight. Exactly. Um, she is kicking ass on the ice right now, um, playing a game kicking of hockey. Kicking some ice. Kicking some ice. Kicking some ice. Um, so uh, she couldn't be here 
um, unfortunately. But for those of you who have listened to our show before, when Fulia uh, goes away to play some hockey, she likes to leave us a bunch of notes for her thoughts. So she's still in the show, still contributing as we love because, you know, it's not the same without her. Um, you know, it's the three of us. Or, or none of us, really. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, <laughs> basically we're just going to go through and read out Fulia's notes as we go through the show. So Yes. Yes. Um, starting with, of course, the weekly watchings up the top. Fulia uh, has to mention, I will read this out. Uh, she, she did not watch much this week. Continued watching My Hero Academia and Clannad right. Anime. Um, also rewatched Free Guy with the Fred crew on the weekend, which was fun. And at the time of recording, the Harry Potter marathon continued in Discord with the third installment of the franchise, Prisoner of Azkaban. This nice. one, this one is my favorite of all the Harry Potter movies. Um, Fulia said that, or, or is that your particular? <laughs> no, that is that is no, that is definitely Fulia's statement. <laughs> <laughs> As it just sounded like it was you. Oh, sorry, my bad, <laughs> my bad. I need to go back to to reading out school. Um, no, I, I, no, Azkaban is like I, I, I appreciate it more now as an adult than I did when it came out because it was so different when, like, when it came out in two thousand and four. So different to the previous two films, um, and I really love the previous two films because they captured the books perfectly, in my opinion. Um, so, but it, yeah, my favorite film is probably. Either Goblet of Fire or Order of the Phoenix, to be honest. Um, mm. that, that's my opinion. What, what's your favourite Harry Potter? Let's go off on a, our first tangent. Mike. That's right. We're allowed <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Um, right now, probably uh, the aesthetic is probably Prisoner of Azkaban. Because it was trying to do something different. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, def- um, it was definitely... Searching for a different sort of take, like from Chris Columbus doing the first two, and then and then it slowly turned into what well, what it was, and yeah, uh, Mikey Yates sort of sort of seized upon like every single uh, iteration and sort of meld them together, and a lot of changes actually happened to that. Like Flitwick, for example, it um, changed his sort of appearance for no apparent reason. But also, yeah. um, uh, like like the characters that pop up for the first time, that definitely is a sort of a key um, asset for me, like Sirius and, and Lupin and all that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Like, book-wise, there's probably Prisoner of Azkaban and, and probably movie now. But I do have a soft spot for... Um, uh, Gobbler of Fire, because that's when things sort of really kicked off. Yeah, that's the game changer, really. Yeah. Yes. Um, for sure. Um, just to clarify, Alfonso Cuaron directed Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. Mike Newell did Gobbler of Fire, and then David Yates did the rest. So. I, yeah, you, I combined it. I combined you combined it Mike Newell and David Yates. I love. So I just, I just wanted to clarify, considering we're live. <laughs> we're live. At, well, you know. If people have listened to this podcast, we know we we sort of we don't really speak like proper English or even true statements. 
Yes, because we are, in fact, the podcast that refuses to behave. So Yes. We're just living up to the name. And we are also infallible. <laughs> like everyone else. So get off our backs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least there's no chat here for one of us to get distracted by and read the whole time. Um. It, looks, it looks like one person is watching, but hey! I think it's one, one of us. One of us. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Spectators are welcome. Um, yes, fully is what we're weekly watchings doing doing the animes, doing the free guys, uh, and Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, nice little roundup, Fulia. Thank you very much, Mike. Um, what have you watched in the last seven days? Um, well, I've been still on that um, Karate Kid kick, so nice. so I've been just watching like the rest of them. Um, I watched uh, two, then I watched three. And then I watched the remake, which is different. Yeah. And and also I watched um, the next Karate Kid as well, just to tie it all up. Yeah. Um. Overall, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually glad that I actually knocked them out because I don't remember. I don't think I've actually seen um, any of the others. Like I have a vague memory of two and... Three is sort of a mystery to me, mm. and all the others I haven't seen. And um, the remake is something particularly interesting because, of course, it it doesn't take uh, anything from the from the first one except name and pretty much premise, because because instead of uh, Japanese, it's now Chinese, and and yeah. It's um, a vehicle for Jaden Smith for to kick his uh, career into gear, but it didn't really work, did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, King Richard is out. Yeah, I'm going to see it this week, hopefully, so yeah, excited. Yeah, I was meaning to watch a, a Nightmare Alley this week, but I ended up watching Karate Kids. Oh, that's okay. Mm. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. So what about you, Kendall? Did you watch any movies or TV shows? I bet you did. Oh, I, you might be betting correctly um, because it's it's me. Mm, I get um, five bucks. You get... You, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I am... Very tired. Um, That's all right. We it, all are. Yes, it's it's okay. It's totally fine. Um, I mean, look, I watched a bunch of stuff this week because you know, it was my first week of holidays this week, so I had a lot of a lot of extra free time um, to watch some things. And I'm just looking at my little diary that I have, <laughs> um, and I just wanted to find some highlights here if I can pick some things. I saw well, I saw West Side Story at the cinema. I went to the cinema. Um, during the week, and I saw Steven Spielberg's version of West Side Story, which I can easily say is uh, amazing. Um, I loved it. It was very enjoyable, so well done. Everything, top to bottom, is just typical Spielberg, 
typical top notch. Like it's just yeah, there's there's not a really a lot um, you could fault in it to be honest. It's just it's just wonderful. Um, and honorable mentions to uh, Rachel Ziegler who played Maria um, and Ariana DeBose who played um, uh, Anita. Uh, they were the standouts of the cast. And the entire cast was awesome, but those two. Um, definitely deserved the uh, Golden Globes. They just won uh, not long ago. So um, really, really enjoyed that. Uh, And then, of course, Peacemaker was watched. Um, Episode, yes, Mike 2. Episode episode 4, Peacemaker, was fantastic. Um, Bringing the feels, rolling out the feels train, hardcore. Mm. Typical, typical James Gunn luring us in with the comedy and the rock music and then hitting us with the feels. Um, with the family drama. The family drama. I was literally, I think I said to a friend, I'm like, what is it with James Gunn and <laughs> family drama? I just, yeah, I don't know. He's so good at it. Um, so, yeah, if you're not watching Peacemaker, you need to do yourself a favor and get on it because it is fabulous. Um, I also watched, um, da, 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 da. I also started Queer Eye season six, finally, um, which was, yeah, which is just awesome. The first three episodes, I, I just, I binged, um, you know, I think on like Friday morning and yeah, just, I was crying so much, of course, and just, you know, having a feel good time. It was just lovely. Um, and then the last thing I just wanted to mention that I watched was um, I, for the first time since his passing, I actually watched Bicentennial Man. Oof. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For some reason, I was feeling like torturing myself on some level, I suppose. Um, Look, I hadn't hadn't watched it in in a very long time. And, um, you know, both, for those who don't know, both Mike and I are massive Robin Williams fans. And... um, yeah, and, you know, his passing is still pretty, uh, you know, awful. Um, will continue to be awful, but, um, you know. So Bicentennial Man is just a film that is just, it's so good because it's, you know, it's based on, um, you know, the writings of Isaac Asimov and it's just really good sci-fi and a great family story um, and a story about being human and, and all of this. And, and Robin Williams is fantastic in it, but it's it ends, like... Really, it beautifully and poetically, and but also kind of bittersweet in a way where you're just crying so much. And I avoided watching it for so long because, you know, I was grieving the real life loss of Robin Williams for for a, a bit. So I just, yeah, I'm like, if I watch this, it's just gonna be the end. <laughs> mm. You know, I'm not gonna recover. Um, but no, I watched it and I actually got through it okay. And it was nice to kind of really appreciate the movie again. Um, because yeah, it's he gives such a beautiful performance in it. Like it, it's just, just lovely dramatic Robin Williams uh, with with some of his delicious humor thrown in. So you can't really go wrong with that one. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever be ready. That's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever be ready again, but for some reason the mood just struck, and I yeah went down the rabbit hole and came out relatively unscathed so yeah yeah it's just emotional so yeah what can you say we miss him we do we do we do um all right well on that somber note um 
That's the weekly watchings, which means, of course, it is now time to get into the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Uh, I love I love the snow sound thing. It's fantastic. Thank you for lip syncing. <laughs> uh, yes, it's nerdy news time. Nerdy news time, and uh, we have some interesting things to discuss today. But first, um, we have to continue the somber mood for for a moment because um, we lost an absolute legend this week. Um, Meatloaf sadly passed away uh, very suddenly, uh, shockingly, at the age of 74. Um, no cause of death listed at this time, um, but you know, that's just neither here nor there. It's just downright sad. And 2022, just, I just don't know why it's trying to outdo the last two years and, you know, maybe bring back 2016 in a way, but it's really just. Oof, just slow down a bit. Just, just yeah. It's us, only fucking January. It's yeah. It's just oh, three weeks into January. Just, just slow, slow your roll, slow your roll. Um, of course, Meatloaf is just uh, an iconic singer, performer, actor. Um, you know, over the last basically fifty years, just continuously uh, churning out hit after hit. Um, Bad out of hell. Of course, this is very iconic album um, that you know is is I believe in the top ten list of best selling albums of all time, um, mm. which is not something every artist can say, um, and it's a phenomenal at least ten, at least 10 Ken, <laughs> mm. uh, at least ten Ken. But yeah, um, it's an incredible album, and you know it's also just kind of. This kind of just made me feel a bit bittersweet too, just because, you know, we lost Jim Steinman like less than 12 months ago, you know, and he was um, Meatloaf's, you know, long, long time collaborator, um, especially with Bad Out of Hell. And yeah, so it's just, it's still a little bit surreal at the moment. Um, but yeah, we, we will definitely be missing Meatloaf, but we'll be playing his music and watching his movies for years to come. Um, I have memories of. In high school, um, my netball club, they actually did like a Red Faces thing every awards night. And I specifically remember one year, for some reason, I don't, I don't remember why we chose the song, but we chose Paradise by the Dashboard Light and mm. we, we acted it out. Um, <laughs> with a couple of the players, you know, being, you know, being Meatloaf and the, and the leading lady and, and then the rest of us sort of like a chorus ensemble, just kind of doing dances and silly stuff around. We're all teenagers, you know? Um, but it was, it, I remember it being a lot of fun and that, that song is incredible. Um, like, holy shit. Um, I also fondly remember Meatloaf from my childhood because of, uh, he was in Spice World. <laughs> mm. Um, he was the girl's bus driver, um, uh, in a very sweet little role. Kind of, not, it was definitely not a cameo. It's way more than a cameo, but, um, yeah, I recently rewatched that movie actually a couple of months ago and, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, 
he's pretty great in it. Um, and then, of course, Fight Club is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, one of the reasons why David Fincher is probably my favorite director. Um, yeah, Meatloaf had a, a very interesting part in that. Um, that kind of is integral to the plot in a lot of ways. So, um, and he gives such a great performance in it too. So I, I, if you haven't seen Fight Club, you really, really need to watch it. It's just, it's just wonderful. So, um, yeah, very, very sad to be mourning the death of Meatloaf. Um, and of course there's Rocky Horror Picture Show. Enough said. Just legacy, Mm. a full incredible legacy that this man's going to leave behind. He'll, he'll never be forgotten. Um, Mike, yo. Um, do you have any thoughts on the late great meat- meatloaf? Yeah, this one sort of hit me. It's like, yeah. ah, really? It's not. Not it's cool, not man. Yeah. Nah, it's not cool. Not so cool whatsoever. Ah, uh, it's, it's. Come on, it's sunny January. Yeah. I mean, meatloaf was the sort of artist that, yeah. Um, I was listening to as a kid. Like, Mum had Bad Out of Hell, and definitely had the second album like blaring. Uh, I know more of the second album than I do the first one. Okay. Um, and yeah, uh, I couldn't really, uh, couldn't really le- leave the house without knowing a few bars on that. So, yeah, it's great. Uh, two ain't three. Two out of three ain't bad. bad. It's yeah. probably my favourite. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and with his movies as well, we got a we got a shout out Pick a Destiny as well. I mean, we we were talking about that last week with yeah. uh, Dave Grohl. Um, yeah, Meatloaf played um, Jack Black's dad, which is sort of fitting, <laughs> all the way down to the ground. And mm-hmm. yeah, he will be missed. Uh, yeah, I always have the utmost respect of. Any artist that that gets my mum's rocks off. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, he is a type. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he will be missed. And um, yeah, just just sucks. Yeah, it really does. All right, you've yeah. you've had enough. Yep. Stop. Yeah. Please. Yep, yep. Let's let's slow down 2022. Let's yeah. Let's just let's try and enjoy enjoy the year. Let's enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I like. There's a TikTok that I actually quite like. Um, so someone said, uh, if 2022 is going to be a whole lot better and everything's going to snap back to normal, you know, after COVID, um. The reason is because Betty White died for our sins and she is the new messiah. (laughs) Yeah, it tracks. Yeah. (laughs) It fits. It fits. Definitely, definitely fits. Oh, Betty. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right, let's, let's move on. Let's talk about something positive by starting with something kind of not positive. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Some Marvel news uh, this week. Black Panther Wakanda Forever um, has ceased its production once again uh, because of a COVID outbreak on the set. Um, Literally only a week ago, they finally resumed uh, full-time filming on on the movie because... um, Letitia Wright, who is obviously 
playing a very pivotal role in this one as Shuri. Um, of, I mean, we don't know exactly what yet, but given the passing of the late and wonderful Chadwick Boseman, um, you know, Shuri's going to be probably stepping up into more of a main role in this one, as is the speculation. So, um, so they, yeah, she she injured herself, um, you know, bad bad enough to the point where she, you, they were like, okay, we're going to carry on without you and film everything that you're not required to be in. Um, thankfully, they were able to do that while she recovered, and she's back to full health now. And then. There's been a yeah, a COVID. Sadly, Omicron has, as we all know, is is sweeping the world, and uh, yeah, has gotten into the Atlanta set of uh, Wakanda Forever. Even Lupita Nyong'o has contracted the virus. So, um, who plays Nakia, of course, in in the film. So yeah, sad to see the the productions halted again. It is at this stage still set for a release of this year. It's supposed to be coming out in November. So. I'm not holding my breath anymore. I mean, depending on how long they have to halt for, we don't know. They haven't really said how long production will have to stop. Um, but I kind of have a bad feeling about this. What about you, Mike? Mm. Well, I could go into the sort of anti-vexer sort of angle, but... <laughs> <laughs> Political on this show? <laughs> it's not my, it's not my fault. Cherie's probably anti-vax and spouting her leaves on set. Yeah, but but <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's uh, it's still going around, and because everything's sort of laxed at the moment, especially in Australia, and the vaccination rate in America is not like us because we're number one. Yeah, but number one. we're number one. Do we really want to be proud of that? Um, <laughs> but but yeah, a, a lot of sets. Uh, like, I think also um, in uh, Mission Impossible actually had so- something similar to happen, and everything's yep. and everything's being pushed back because mm-hmm. because because of uh, um, COVID. Yeah, it's still going around, and I I'm in. I'm in that boat of, it's not, it's not if I get it, it's when, when I get it. Yeah. So. Unfortunately. It's gonna, it's gonna get everyone. So make mm-hmm. sure you get vaccinated. Yes. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Get your booster too. Yeah. Get it all of them. Both get arms. Get it all. Both arms. Both arms and 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 collect the set. Pfizer, yeah. Moderna, Novavax. Johnson and Johnson, if you feel adventurous. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, hopefully they'll get this sorted and wipe down everything with bleach. So, yes, yes. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, hopefully they all recover swiftly and safely. That's all we can hope for. Um, mm. All right. In happier news, um, Amazon this week finally announced what the name of the upcoming Lord of the Rings TV series um, is going to be. Um, The series is called The Rings of Power. Um, So I think it's a really good title. Um, Happy, happy with that. It's, of course, going to be chronicling uh, the second age of Middle-earth. So... 
Yeah, it's um, well, yeah, which is thousands of years before the events of uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Uh, so we're going to be, you know, seeing a lot of um, new characters and expanding the world of Middle Earth in a way we haven't really before. Um, and, you know, if, if you aren't aware, apparently this series is going to be the highly, like, the most expensive TV series ever produced. Um, so, yeah, hopefully... Tis a gamble. Tis a bit of a gamble. Because um, we know how bad Tolkien can be when it's dragged out for too long. <laughs> when it shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm still, I'm still miffed about the Hobbit trilogy, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing is we got Don't to release blame the production company. Blame the blame the company that said, "Hey, we want three. Yeah, no, don't worry. It's my my IO is directed at um, Warner Brothers, New Line Cinema, whoever is involved. I'm both just, of them. Both of them, I think. Yeah, I'm just like no, no, the Hobbit should have it been. Was, well, the Hobbit is sort of a combined of. Uh, Warner Brothers and MGM. MGM was it? Okay. Yeah. Right. See, Consider- yeah, go and on. It, and it makes sense because MGM is now owned by Amazon now. So that's that, true. It is. Yeah. So that's why they're doing a series. Why they're it. doing Lord of the Rings? No, that that makes sense. I didn't realize that MGM was owned. Uh, that owned. Sorry, English words. I did not realize that MGM. Um, had the the rights to Lord of the Rings, and therefore now that's why Amazon is doing the show. Um, I think the Hobbit. They they owned the Hobbit, and Lord of the Rings was. Uh, I can't remember what, who who had what. Okay, well, that's okay. But I, I but I, know I do nothing. know the Hobbit was a combined of Warner Brothers, New Line Seminars with uh, MGM. MGM. Okay, well, there you go. Thank you very much. Well, my ire is directed all of them for fucking up the Hobbit. Anyway, mm. um, however, um, the Rings of Power series um, also got a release date, which is really cool. So now we can mark our calendars. The 2nd of September 2022 is when the show will kick off. Um, I be- I'm going to guess that it's going to be probably a double episode or a triple episode to start. And then it'll be a week to week because Amazon don't really do the whole like the Netflix approach of have it all at once they're more like Disney plus and the I will go week to week so but usually with like the boys for example they they drop like a bunch of episodes at the start to get people going and then Mm. space it out afterwards so um but yeah exciting I can't wait I cannot wait it's I I really hope it's good um how are you feeling about it Mike what do you what do do you like the name of this I like the name, and I like the sort of idea of it. Um, I'm more excited for this than the um, uh, 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 Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm more excited for this than the Game of Thrones one, and I'll definitely be watching this one. Um, yeah. Big Tolkien fan. And it gives me an excuse to actually read, read them. <laughs> read them all. Read them all. One book to rule them all. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's going to be uh, some fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And it also makes me want to rewatch the um, the 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 double trilogy. 
Ja. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I didn't really mind the sort of um, triple threat, except for when I watched the third one. Because I was hoping they would ha- actually have a decent story, but it just dragged and uh, it was useless. Which one dragged? Uh, five, five, five armies. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I knew, I knew it was in a bad state when they decided. Oh, we'll just kill Smog in the prologue. <laughs> I was. I mean, we could rant about it if we want. I don't really, I don't want to go too far off topic, Gold Leader. But um, yeah, it's yeah. I'm. It should have been two movies. The plan was, it was going to be, the Hobbit, um, unexpected t- journey, and then the second one was going to be called There and Back Again. You know, who's going to reference the bloody book that Bilbo writes? And it's just like. You had it there, and Guillermo del Toro was involved originally, and that was going to be awesome. And then, yeah, and then Peter Jackson decided to lie on that grenade, and almost killed him. <laughs> yeah, apparently he had a shit time doing that trilogy, didn't he? Oh, uh, he his health just kicked it, kicked his ass. Yeah, and, like what? Because I've got all the special editions. Because I don't go for theatrical release especially if you got got these ones yeah and and yeah right. the um they didn't really hold back on what was really going on <laughs> but if you want a really deep dive on what really happened to the hobbit especially of like background noise uh the the background stuff of what was happening with um like the australian and the new zealand uh, actors equity was really really taken down because of this movie oh wow yeah um uh, Li- uh lily ellis actually does a couple of um because she's a big tolkien fan and she she actually got she actually went to new zealand and actually interviewed su- some people about about it and yeah they didn't really hold back <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah it's a, sort of really fucked us in the ass <laughs> Because because you had like American American um, uh, contract workers over there being paid more than like the Australasian uh, pe- people because oh, of geez. that contract. Yeah, because we because because the union was completely busted because because the government just went, yeah, okay, <laughs> do what you want because we want the tourism dollars. <laughs> Not to put everything in a political stance because <laughs> I don't do that and that's yeah. not this type of podcast, but <laughs> if you want to be frustrated for a couple of hours, go for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So not anyway. Good. Not good. Not good, but good to know. All right, let's continue on with the news because this next item, um, I'm very keen to hear your thoughts on, Mike. Um, <laughs> so I know we, what's coming up. You know what's coming up. Oh, I wonder why. Um, so uh, one of the the best and just left field casting decisions of recent times. Um, it was announced this week that Daniel Radcliffe is going to be playing the one, the only 
Weird Al Yankovic in a biopic. Um, I'm totally here for this. I think, I feel like the casting is purely to maybe add to whatever kind of absurdist kind of maybe satirical take on Weird Al's life it's going to be because, you know, Weird Al is like a really tall dude and and Daniel Radcliffe is like probably shorter than me. Not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I feel like, yeah, there's there's some um, definite intent with like not just to make him, you know, they're not going for let's have someone who looks like him aesthetically. They're going for talent and they're going for a specific thing um i have to read out weird al yankovic's um quote yes because it's fucking gold (laughs) um so so weird al um said this after uh daniel's casting was announced uh when my last movie uhf came out in 1989 I made a solemn vow to my fans that I would release a major motion picture every 33 years, like clockwork. I'm very happy to say we're on schedule. I am absolutely thrilled that Daniel Radcliffe will be portraying me in the film. I have no doubt whatsoever that this is the role future generations will remember him for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Yeah, so, so good. Perfect Weird Al. Um, I am so here for this. Um, it's uh, being produced by Funny or Die um, as well, so I think that's also another indication of the tone that mm. this movie is going to be. Um, and, you know, of course, because Weird Al is obviously most known for his uh, his parodies of, of, of famous musicians and, and, you know, comical covers um, that he's done over the decades that are just fantastic. Um, and then, of course, his poker is just, you know, unparalleled. Um, polka. Polka. Um, yeah, it's just, I think this is going to be just a, a wacky, zany, awesome ride from start to finish. And I, I can't wait to watch this. Um, I don't believe it has a release date just yet. Um, but apparently production for it, uh, the official title is Weird, colon, The Weird Al Yankovic Story. Um, so yeah, I'm totally here for it. Uh, production is set to begin next month in LA. So, um, we might see this by the end of the year. It might be 2023. Who knows? Watch this space for a trailer and a release date when they come. Mike, yes, please. How keen are you for this? I'm very keen. <laughs> um, I, I, I love the choice of actor considering he is not that <laughs> the opposite it's not a six foot lanky guy because <laughs> you know seeing Daniel Radcliffe in the um uh in the uh Hogwarts reunion special he he's he's not he's not a tall boy he didn't really no. he didn't really grow up <laughs> the boy who didn't grow up um, yeah. so <laughs> So um, it just looks, it just sounds like it's probably just going to be a bit of fun, and I do like the idea of uh, the funny or die guys doing this because they they sort of did something similar to this of a a biopic of Weird Al, and they did it like semi serious. They're sort sort of in the same vein as like um, 
as like the uh, uh, Johnny Cash uh, biopic that came out, like Ray, bi- like the Ray biopic, and they ma- made it sort of sort of serious, and then it's just Weird Al, like <laughs> it's like he had a drug habit or something like that. So if it, I don't know if it's going to be something like that, but it's sort of been done. So yeah. Okay. I would, I wouldn't mind it harking back to something with the Zucker brothers, because when when they did um, uh, uh, Naked Gun, um, Weird Al really wanted to be in that movie. Oh really? And he's in all three. Ah. As like brief cameos. I all- haven't seen them in five ever. I do not remember him in it. <laughs> Yeah, there was one where um, uh, where where Frank was getting off the plane, and there was like a a uh, press gallery, as like I want to say, and it's like it's, it's like Frank, this is not for you. Weird Al's on the plane, <laughs> and, and Weird Al comes out, and there's an- another one where um he he he's holding up the police station. It's like do your worst copper, and he's got a gun and all, all this, and then Frank opens the door. Frank opens the door and it just knocks him out. <laughs> nice. So if it was some something like that, like with the Zucker brothers and like stuff ha- happening behind the scenes, uh, that sort of humor. If we do do something like that, like bring back proper spoof movies, like not necessarily what happened to like disaster movie and all that shit, but. So, something along yeah. the lines of like, um, like the Naked Guns and um, maybe Hot Hot Shots as well. That yeah. sort of style. Like essentially, that was sort of what um, U- UHF was sort of, sort of. It was like making fun of like a commercial radio, uh, commercial TV show, uh, TV show. And yeah, I'll be very happy with this because I'm a big fan of Weird Al, and I always have, always will be. Yep. Yeah, me too. I have. Um, I should have brought him over here, but I have the uh, the Weird Al pop vinyl where he's dressed as Michael Jackson in the in the fat video. Ah. Um. Yeah, I actually have the pop vinyl of that. Yeah. I p- keep it on my Michael Jackson bookshelf that I have. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Is it fat? It or, is. Do you want me to get it? Yes, please. I'll get it. Get Show it for the peoples. And Show I'll, the peoples. And I'll fill. <laughs> Talk, talking about Weird Al because content. I haven't really talked about Weird Al. Um, yeah. Uh, ever since I was a kid, really into Weird Al and still as as, as an adult. And every time a t- every time a video comes out, I always Plug back always in watch it. And I can't. I can still hear you. Uh, yes. Pop vinyl. Hello. To our, hello to our YouTube audience. Yes, I was just I was just mentioning that um, I styled everything that I was as a kid about Weird Al, and he actually showed me not to be weird. Uh, well, the opposite. <laughs> he showed me it's okay to be weird. Yeah, embrace your weirdness. Yeah, like yeah, like absolutely. every like every nerd and everything. And yeah, yeah. So it's, it's okay. It's okay to be weird and it's, strange. Yeah. Yes, and probably encouraged even. The only um, role model that I have is not problematic. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. Uh, (laughs) He's a good role model to have. Yes. 
He's fantastic. And may I now present to everyone the Weird Al He is actually fat. He got got a belly. Not to fat shame or anything, but, you know. Not to fat shame, but, you know, everyone who's seen the video knows that he wears this massive, like, fat suit thing. But, yeah, and he's doing, like, the pose with the hand. He's got his 80s hair going on. Yeah, he's got the, yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. I love it. Did you know oh Paul Paul Rudd once dressed as um as Weird Al one Halloween? Really? Yeah, with his daughter. That's cool as. Like eighty eighties Weird Al. <laughs> it's so easy. True. Mustache, glasses, Afro hair. hair, and Hawaiian shirt. And Damn. that is the reason why uh, Buckethead wears Hawaiian shirt. Really. Mm. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I used to wear Hawaiian shirts all the time. All the time. And I was a skinny bitch <laughs> as a kid, so I had no <laughs> had no reason to wear one. Because, you know. I love how people wear Hawaiian shirts. Anyway. <laughs> what love, about you, Kendall? We love them. <laughs> we love them for it. We love the fat people. More Hawaiian shirts, please. Yes. Um all right, we have one more news item to to get through. Um and that is some Disney related news because we have the latest um the latest Disney animated classic that is getting the uh live action treatment or should I say reimagined classic as Disney likes to uh, market them as um, Aristocats will be headed the live action route um, and will apparently get a, a look similar to the Lady and the Tramp um, live action that kind of came and went on Disney Plus without any really kind of anything no one talks about that one I sometimes forget it exists um, <laughs> for some reason I have seen it and it's it's a good one. I heard it was okay. Like, I would much prefer my ch- children to watch that instead of the actual cartoon. Oh, really? Hmm. Okay. Because we are Siamese, if you please. I'm glad they got rid of that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Um... Yes, apparently it's in early development, this Aristocats uh, live-action version, but not much else is known. There's no casting just yet, um, or directing, or any of that kind of stuff being announced. And what kind of, like, how close to the original it's going to be in terms of story. I mean, Disney are kind of known with their live-action remakes more often than not to kind of stick to the book and do a shot-for-shot, almost. Um, (coughs) Lion King. Um, or, you know, they could be creative and do something like Maleficent or Cruella, um, even those are centered around village, uh, villagin? villain origin stories. <laughs> Just combined villain and origin then. Villagin. That's it can the work. Name of, that's the name of the genre. I've coined yeah, it. Villain. And I and I did it on YouTube. So yeah, I don't even think I can say it. Village, yeah. <laughs> I think it's villain. unique. It's unique. This this brain, I tell you, I don't know what it's on. Um, anyway, Volagen, Volagens. 
Apologies. <laughs> Apologies. Um, but yeah, uh, I remember really loving uh, the original Aristocats, um, watching it as a kid. I haven't seen it probably since I was a kid, but um, I'm, I'm such a big cat person that, yeah, I, I just remember loving the hell out of it. So um will be interesting to see how it plays out in the live action context uh, with some CGI cats, no doubt, running around. Um, Mike, do you have any thoughts on this? Any feelings? Um, probably be easier. I mean, when this came, uh, when I heard about this, it's like, yeah, it'd probably be like a Lady and the Tramp sort of amalgamation of live action and CGI. Um, yeah, um... I watched it as a kid, and I probably left it as, it as that. I probably watched it more than Lady in the Tramp. Um, yeah. Uh, waiting for a cast list. I think they'll just stock it high with stars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, the story of a butler killing cats. To earn the inheritance from a aristocrat, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and mm. what, and just to tie in what we were talking about last week with uh, uh, Bob Saget and his uh, aristocrats joke, mm-hmm. maybe they should do a live action rendition of that. No, not really. <laughs> Oh, God. Could no. you imagine? No, I don't want I, to imagine. I don't think... <laughs> no, thank you. No, I don't think anyone wants to imagine I don't that. want. Oh I don't God. want that cursed <laughs> images in my head. I'm going to need an old priest and a young priest. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, do it for Bob, though. Do it for Bob. Do it for Bob. <laughs> Just do it for any... Uh, late nineties, no, late nineties, early nineties, uh, comics on the road, doing that sort of thing because that's not going to fly in this sort of PC world. <laughs> PC gone mad when you can't talk about borcherism. <sighs> what is the world coming to when? Uh, yes. When a mother and father love each other very much, they get their children, and they no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that might wrap it up there. Yes, before I get cancelled. <laughs> For the ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that was nerdy news done and dusted for this week, which means, of course, now it is time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park, where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Yes, trailer park time. Uh, we have some pretty good trailers to discuss this week, of course, starting with the first trailer, our first proper look at Moon Knight. Holy crap. Um, yeah, the hype is real, ladies and gentlemen. Get on the hype train or get out of the way because this series looks fantastic. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Like, I just, yeah. I know nothing about Moon Knight because obviously he's, this is going to be the first time he's been really adapted in, in like a, you know, in a live action format. Um, you know, 
really given some time to to breathe outside of the comic book pages. So I, yeah, I just, I'm so excited to learn about this new hero, this new character, to see Oscar Isaac play him. Um, And, you know, it looks like we're going to get a great performance from him, of course, because he is very, very talented. Uh, And, yeah, it just... It just looks awesome. Like it just I'm here for the multiple personality aspect of the character too. Like that's really trippy. Um I can't get Day and Night by Kid Cudi out of my head now. That song is literally from like my early clubbing days. <laughs> like every time I hear it I flash back to like two thousand and eight or two thousand and seven, whenever it came out, two thousand nine, it was around that time. I remember yeah, dancing to that. So hearing that in this trailer, I was like, oh, weird nostalgia. Um, yeah, it looks, it just, it just looks awesome. I love the costume. Um, the costume of this, of this character, like his full, you know, gray kind of mummified sort of, it's just, it just looks, looks really great. It's very aesthetically pleasing. And I can't remember if we knew Ethan Hawke was going to be in this. I forgot. I have forgotten if we if that was a previous announcement. So when he showed up in this trailer, I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, I see you." Um, big fan of his, and it looks like he's playing the villain. Um, I did enjoy the little reaction video that he and Oscar Isaac did. They did a full-on trailer reaction that went <laughs> up on the Marvel YouTube page. Uh, the two of them watching this. I and, didn't um, see that. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's fun. I saw the um, uh, Spider-Man one with Tom Holland, Zendaya, and and other guy. Jacob Batalon. Him. Yes, I saw. I saw that one too. This one's Ned. actually Ned. I, this is a full, like a full-on, like they do the whole thing, um, and you you watch. It's like you know what my reaction videos used to look like with the you know the actual trailer in the in the corner, and they're watching it. Um, but I don't think they get get pinned for copyright. No. <laughs> Favoritism. No, and because they're 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 Disney, and uh, Disney never pinned me for copyright because I love them. Um, anyway, mm. what I was going to say is I I I enjoyed watching that, and because uh, uh, at at one point when uh, Ethan Hawke's character is c- kind of walking out wearing this sort of you know. Um, monk-inspired kind of, you know, like a holistic preacher-esque outfit look he's got going on. Cult leader. Yeah, cult leader. That's a great word for it, cult leader. Much better. Um, Much better. Forget everything else I just said. Um, Cult leader. Did you hear that? Edit that out. (laughs) Do it live. Do it live. Um, Yeah, uh, when he walks up wearing that and stuff, Ethan Hawke in the video is like, I look like uh, Marlon Brando in the island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> 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 that made me laugh quite a bit. <laughs> Having now seen that movie, of course, and understanding. Um, yeah. And then one dog heaven. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's a great trailer. It looks like a great series. And one other thing I wanted to mention, a friend of mine, um, rewatched it with me because he had this idea that because uh, towards the end of the trailer there is a line that is spoken I, I believe it's embrace the chaos and it sounds kind of deep guttural a little 
And I'm fairly certain it's Ethan Hawke's character talking because he was previously talking leading up. But my friend heard it and he's like, that sounds like James Spader's Ultron. And I was like, I don't think so. But then he made me rewatch the trailer and I listened to it. And I'm like, I can see why you would think that, but I don't, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. I hear um, Mandela. What? I hear Mandela. Mandela? Yeah, the Mandela effect. Oh, the Mandela effect. Oh, sorry. Gotcha. No, sorry. I'm tired. No, so am I. That's why my jokes aren't landing. No, no. <laughs> Your jokes always land. I just sometimes miss them. Um, but not very often. Anyway, so yeah, this trailer looks great. Looks awesome. I can't wait. Bring it on. Um, fully, I had some thoughts. Um, she says, hmm... Interesting, very interesting. This seems to be a very dark Marvel series, but I'm sure I will end up watching it anyway. Damn straight, Fulia. Mm. <laughs> yes, you will. Um, but you're right, she's right. It's it's a bit darker. Um, and that makes me happy considering, you know, Blade's coming at some point. So we, And Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is literally coming in a, in, you know, in a couple of months. So, um, you know... Venturing into a darker zone makes sense tonally, especially for where we are in the MCU and everything that's going on and going to be happening and and all of this. So yeah, bring it on, Mike. Yeah. What did what did you think of the first trailer for Moon Knight? I was quite surprised, because um, just lo looking at like the sort of snapshots that we've seen, like the sort of teaser, uh, it didn't really give give us much and. Ever since um, watching Eternals, and especially the last bit with um, uh, Jon Snow not really doing much. Um, it, Dane Whitman. Yeah, I can sort of see what they're, what they're going to do. Like, it's sort of going to be like the underbelly of uh, Marvel, where they're dealing with more uh, supernatural but mythology at the same time, like this is uh, takes a lot of um, Egyptian mythology, yeah, and and that's going to be a very interesting take. And I don't know much about um, Egyptology. I'm more of a I'm more of a I'm more of a Greek, and and all those others, and. Yeah, and just the aesthetic and the sort of shots that you get to see. It's going to be really, really trippy and, and awesome. And it's something that you haven't really seen in, in like, Marvel. I mean, uh, WandaVision sort of played with the sort of um, your your um, specific, uh, your sort of the psyche of, of a char character and portraying that on film is, is what they were uh, they were dabbling with, but I think there's going to be more balls to the wall uh, of like the character being multiple personality and also and also having uh, mythology dwelled in. It's 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 going to be something special, I reckon. Um, and I'll, I'm probably going to like this, like it. <laughs> I'm putting my <laughs> putting my foot down. I'm going to like this TV show. Yes. Yes. Probably more than Hawkeye. Uh, and probably 
like the well-established ones. Like they're 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 um uh what's the word? It's something new, and I I like to see new things, not necessarily well-established ca- characters. I mean, I I, I like Wonder Vision and Loki and all all that, but like so, like something new and something fresh, especially um especially when we're going into the fourth what do they call it fourth phase yeah phase four yeah phase four um and they're going to deal with um multiverse and all this stuff like really interesting concepts that that you don't really watch like generally like this is going to be a very genre heavy um tv show and i and i like it because i don't know anything about moonlight moonlight moon moon night Moonlight. Moonlight. Pixie. Yes. So, um, when are we going to watch it? Yeah, when? Well, we have a release date, of course, for Moon Knight uh, now, which is exciting. Uh, The first episode, at least, we don't know if it's going to be a two-parter straight up like Hawkeye was, but um, Moon Knight... Moon Knight will be beginning on Disney Plus on the 30th of March. So, not too far away. Next trailer. Very much a tease, this one. Not a full-length trailer, um, but something to get the interest back up, I suppose, for this. Um, This is our first first official look at Joe versus Carol. Um... 30 40 second teaser trailer um and for those who aren't aware um this is the um dramatized version if you will of um <laughs> tiger king um so yeah <laughs> i have no interest in this <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know I'm mentioning it because I'm pretty sure, Mike, you, you, you watched it, didn't you? You watched Tiger King? I have, yes. Yes, okay. So I'll throw it to you in a moment for your thoughts. Um, but yeah, basically it's, it's a full-on series uh, based on the life of Joe Exotic, the former Oklahoma Zoo operator and big cat breeder who was put on trial and sentenced to 22 years in prison for plotting to murder another big cat enthusiast. Um... Carl. Which was Carol Baskin's husband, right? Or was it Carol herself? Carol herself. Carl fucking Baskin. Carol Baskin, yes. Um, I'm interested in the cast of this a little bit um, because Kate McKinnon is playing Carol Baskin um, and I love Kate McKinnon. Um, I think she's hilarious. She's so talented. Very great actress, so really cool. Um, to see her in this. Um, and then, of course, you have John Cameron Mitchell, who is uh, delivering this awesome portrayal, it seems, of um, Joe Exotic. Um, for those who aren't aware, this is also the series where Nicolas Cage was previously attached to play Joe Exotic mm. um, and then stepped out uh, due to um, uh, scheduling conflicts, I believe. Um, so John Cameron Mitchell, um, who is a fantastic character actor, has stepped up to um, play the part, and he looks the part in the trailer. Because um, even though I haven't seen 
Tiger King, I was definitely very much made aware of what it is <laughs> dur- during the first wave of, of COVID back in 2020. That's for sure. Um, Kyle McLaughlin's playing Howard Baskin in this. Um, so great to see him here. Nat Wolf is playing Travis Maldonado. Um, so, and I should also shout out that this was filmed in Queensland, in our native Australia. Um, so that's pretty cool as well. Claim that credit where it where where, it, where it's earned or deserved, I suppose. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm curious. I I mean, honestly, I don't know if I'll watch this because I I do love true crime and I do love. You know, uh, you know, dramatized events, like you know, dramatized series and films, you know, based on on real life stuff like this. So, I, so I, it could be really good. I might wait and see what the reviews are before I dive in. But um, yeah, hopefully it's good. Fingers crossed, Mike. Yeah. Um, do you want to read out Fulia's um, very in depth and detailed thoughts on this trailer? Sure, <clears throat> and I'll do the voice. Okay. Pass. Next trailer. Exclamation point. Yep. Yep. Very, very moving words from Miss Foya Kantamachi. Yes, you. yes. Thank we, you we for value, your contribution. We value her opinion yes. very much. Yeah. Very much. And I do mean that sincerely. Um, yeah, yeah. So, sincerely um, yours. So she won't be watching this. Um. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Will you be watching this, Mike? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> no, um, I got my fill. I know what's going to happen. Unless they throw a curveball and actually not do the story. Because obviously people people who know the story have seen it and probably go in go into it going, Oh, I know I know what's going on and then they completely change it and then all of a sudden uh like some weird shit happens, then yeah, I'll probably go see it. But I'm I'm probably with you. I'll probably wait for critics' opinions before before I dabble into that because yeah, there's a lot of actors in it that I actually quite like. Uh, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they and they all look like the people. Mm. But if I want to be devil's advocate, I think uh, maybe. Kyle Baskin could have been could have been Jackie Weaver. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, she would have been a much better choice. I mean, no nothing no, Nothing against Kate McKinnon. No, course. no, no, yeah. she's awesome. I mean, Yeah, we love her. Yeah, except for when she tries tries a an Australian accent in in in, in Rough the, Night. In Rough Night. <laughs> Failing that besides that, sorry. Um but besides that yeah, go for it. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So when we'll be not absolutely watching this, Kendall, at all? <laughs> not, not at all. Um, <laughs> Joe versus Carol um, is uh, beginning its its time with us uh, in the US. Uh, if you're if you're listening and watching this right now, um, you can watch it on Peacock. On the third of March, 
Uh, here in Australia, I'm going to wager it'll be on binge, binge or Stan. Yes, that, those were those yeah. were my two my two guesses. Because I'm subscribed to the Stan YouTube channel, and the trailer came up there. Ah, oh, well, there you go. It'll be on Stan. Yeah. Thank you for clarification. Yeah, we get we get the peacocks on on Stan. On the Stan, good to know. Hmm. I will remember that for next time. Thank you. Third of March. Thank Let's you. Not- Thank you. Let's not watch it. Um, speaking Let's not watch it together. <laughs> speaking of um, series based on true events, uh, our next trailer is for uh, a Netflix miniseries called Inventing Anna. Um, I, I, I might watch this. Um, I, again... I am a big sucker for um, for biopics and true story stuff, especially if it's relating to true crime. Um, and this this looks fascinating. Um, like I'm I'm very very fascinated by this. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm quite quite curious. I mean, I don't really know anything about. Um, you know the real, like the real events of it. Like I, I think I remember maybe hearing about it on social media or in the news when it was going on. Um, like I feel like it kind of sounds familiar, but I, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know much more of it beyond that. Um, but basically, I, I kind of want to watch it just for the cast because uh, we've got quite a good cast. Um, with Julia Garner uh, playing Anna Delvey, um, the Anna in question in this. Um, she's just a brilliant actress. Uh, most people will know her from Ozark, mm. um, of course, um, amongst uh, a few other uh, great films and TV shows. She's Everything I've seen her in is just, yeah. She's, she's so, like, she's so young, but she, like has like she carries herself in her performance like a seasoned pro like she's just she just kind of has this vibe of being wise beyond her years to me for some reason like she's just there's something deceptive about her uh, but in like a really good way um so i'm i'm really keen to see her performance in this especially that that accent that <laughs> she was putting on i couldn't tell where in the world she was from, and I feel like that's probably part of mm. um, the real life Anna um, in question. Um, Anna Klumsky, of course, um, you know we we love her. Um, I haven't seen I haven't seen Veep, and I know she's in Veep, um, and she was supposed to be quite good in that. So, um, but I I really know her from her, you know, childhood work with My Girl, of course, an absolute classic. But um, she's a very talented lady, so I, I would like to see her in there. She's playing the journalist who's trying to get to the bottom of um, who Anna Delvey is and what what's her story, why is she doing what she's doing. Um, um, so that's going to be fascinating. And then Laverne Cox as well. Um, I'm just a huge fan of hers. Uh, to see her pop up here is very exciting. Um, it looks awesome. It's created by Shonda Rhimes who is just you know quite uh quite iconic in her own right giving us you know Grey's Anatomy and Scandal among uh, among other shows um and Bridgerton 
most recently on mm-hmm. Netflix. So I haven't seen Bridgerton, um, but um, it was quite popular when it first aired. So um, this could be another another hit for Shondaland. Yeah. Um, we will see. Bridgerton's I, I think... like Jane Austen, but with sex. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Jane Austen crossed with Gossip Girl, it kind of seems like. <laughs> or Sex in the bit. City. Or Sex in the City, maybe, even. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I think I might, I think I've convinced myself to watch this now. I think I'll watch it. Um, yeah. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. Fully, I had some thoughts, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, she says, Ugh. Another series based on a scandal. Meh. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my non-fiction. Uh, I have nothing to say to that. Ah, Folia. Folia, Folia. That's okay. You you watch what you like, enjoy what you like, and we'll leave it at that. Um, Mike? Yes? What, what, what do you think of this trailer? It's a nice trailer. I mean, I don't know anything about it and I don't really have a vague memory of it because I don't really look upon those sort of gossip sort of stuff stuff happening. And um, yeah, it's not, my, it's not my first choice of movie to go, go see, but I can... I can sort of understand why people might enjoy it because you know it's based on a true true story and it's it, it's loosely set in in like a, a yesterday time where where it may have happened um yeah I would probably watch this more more than than Joe and Carol me too because considering I don't know anything about it, and I like being surprised. I mean, I I, I I said it before with Moonlight that I don't know anything. I mean, I've got a I may have a a book somewhere about about Moonlight that I might drag it out and read it so I can. But I don't know. I don't, uh, there's certain things I like to go in cold, and this is probably one of them. And yeah, it it looks fascinating because the the main protagonist antagonist maybe she, <laughs> when i f- first saw her she she really annoyed me just yeah. entitled and that voice and by the end of it it's like intrigued <laughs> mm-hmm. so when are we watching this on netflix yes well uh inventing anna will drop on netflix uh very soon, actually, on the 11th of February. Yeah. Mm. Less than a month. Yes. It's like three weeks away. Hmm. Hmm. I like doing that. Dropping the trailer like a month month before. Yeah, they kind of like to leave it, the promotion of it until, you know, yeah, close-ish to. It's not like a film where you have to like really need to get the hype started early so people are aware kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that sort of dynamic. So it's the hype's red hot. Red hot. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's Trailer Park done. Done and dusted, which means now 
It's time for the moment, the segment, the section, the part, the place, the thing in the show we like to call. Yeah. Did that sound okay? <laughs> I didn't have my headphones on. Came through to me, all right. Ah, cool. Just sounded like you were in the distance screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not trying to scream because kids are asleep. Yes, not trying. Screaming without screaming. It was very well done. <laughs> it's popcorn culture time. We are here, of course to discuss our thoughts and feelings on uh, um, episode four of the book of Boba Fett. Um, (laughs) Well done. Well, well done. I I appreciate that um, impression of the theme music quite, quite a bit. Um, Yes, I'm just trying to remember what the title was. The Gathering Storm. Mm. The Gathering Storm. That was the title of this week's episode. Um, so, I would just like to start off the discussion by saying that I fucking called it. I knew there was going to be a whole, like, maybe not a whole episode, but I knew we were going to get Fennec Shand um, flashback to um, Boba, you know, discovering her after her Mandalorian appearance in season one. My God, <laughs> chills. Um, yes, I knew we. I knew we were gonna get that. I think that's that was the flashback I was looking forward to the most. Um, that's for sure. So I'm very happy that I was right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, we're gonna go through Folia's thoughts and then kind of spiral out from there. I think. Um, as sort of a something to bounce off, off of um, while she's not here. Um, she begins... Do you want to read it out, Mike? Sure. Uh, she begins with, just going to start by saying... Oh, that's Do you want me to say his Ludwig Gordonson? Close, very close. Yeah, I miss that. Very close. Uh, is an amazing composer. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes, uh, he the is. score is uh, the score in this show and in Mandalorian is just brilliant. Moron, uh, moron, <laughs> more on his great, more on his great skill later. Winky face, winky face. Yeah, shall we, no? shall we to talk talk about the talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess Folia is going to string back around to it later on but yeah we can definitely um definitely talk about it yeah i i yeah i mean it's no secret i think we're all kind of big fans of ludwig uh, Göransson's score mm. um his musical contribution to star wars and to um you know the marvel universe as well has been um widely just you know appreciated and and loved um and yeah he just it's so it's so great that he's kind of found the the way in 
like musically, sonically into Star Wars without copying John Williamson. Yeah. Will, yeah. Willie, Williamson, sorry, excuse me. John Williams. Oh, now, John okay. Williamson is the Australian uh, composer. <laughs> yes, I know. Country singer. <laughs> yes, yes. Look, it's Australia Day this week. Maybe I'm just getting patriotic a bit early. Yeah. Um, anyway. We need a treat. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, yes, yes, correct. Um, yes, so, uh, yeah, he's he's done such a great job of just really capturing the spirit of John Williams' classic Star Wars themes um, uh, and score that he's, you know, lovingly contributed um, to the franchise uh, through it pretty much its entire run. Um, so it's just it's just it's just lovely to see that he's able to really just kind of put a, a modern spin sort of while keeping true to how Star Wars should sound. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that we get, you know, um, little little hints. I love when shows and movies do this with the music, when they're referencing something else or, or a character and then that character's theme will just start playing. Yeah. Even, even for a second. Even you may not notice it sometimes, but of course, in this case, we noticed it when we had a couple of moments in here when we were getting uh, references to the Mandalorian, uh, and that, as you beautifully did, Mike. The you want to do it again? The I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can. Pressure <laughs> under pressure. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, ah. Oh. Yeah, so the sort of bass flute. Yeah, it was great. I loved, I loved, I loved that. That was probably one of my favorite parts about the episode. Yeah, I think with those little things. What did you, what did you think about the score throughout this one? Oh, definitely. I'm just, just amazing because I just love score because I've got that sort of musical mm. ear. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not necessarily musical in general, like like playing a musical instrument, but uh, a lot of my memories is actually from like music as well as well so mm-hmm. yeah you, you definitely said it right where this is sort of a compliment to the john williamson score <laughs> john williams <laughs> the john williams score yeah <laughs> where, where it 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 doesn't really it, yeah it's it's sort, sort of um uh makes sort of a mirror to it not necessarily a recreation i mean you can do a recreation i mean like other other TV shows, they've come before it. Like, like especially with the Clone Wars series, where where they take like definitely bits and pieces because it, it's that sort of show, where where it's yeah. supposed to be like the um the connective tissue between uh, two to three movies. Um, yeah. Um, and and I do love the fa- fact that yeah, when you hear a theme, it's like oh something's going to happen, and not to jump to the end, but no, definitely. <laughs> when we hear that, it's and when they say, "Well, we need some help," and then that score, and and then that little sting comes up. It's like, "Yeah, he's coming." Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, the Mandalorians. <laughs> oh, the Mandalorians. Yes. Oh, cannot cannot wait. Um, all right, let's let's dive into this. Um, overall, four year says. Um, I enjoyed the flashback to how Boba saved Fennec Shand. It was interesting to find out that Boba went to a mod shop to fit Fennec with a torso full of mechanics. 
Does this mean that Fennec is a cyborg now? Yes. Yes. Some may think the flashbacks aren't that entertaining, but for me, it gives me a better insight into the Star Wars lore, and as a casual fan of the franchise, it helps me to see where everything fits in the story. Well said, Fulia. Um, yeah. 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 No, I, I really liked, you know, the fact that we got this flashback. Um, I will fully disclose that I wasn't entirely happy that it was the bulk of the episode, because... I just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like for me, the show has just gone in a different direction to what I expected. Mm. And I think, I think I kind of, I don't know. I think I need to manage my expectations a bit <laughs> more, I suppose, because it's been, it has been good, yeah, yeah. but, but a lot of people online obviously have been critiquing it quite heavily and, um, Especially because it's it's relied so heavily on flashbacks, um, because the structure is, is of the show is something we're not used to, and because it's this is the first time we've like we've spent the most time with Boba Fett like ever. Yeah. Um. So like it's in, huge. Like the joke in the original series, especially in um, um epic rap battles, it is one of the lines is you've only ha- you only had five lines in the original series, and one of them was ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes absolutely yeah um so you know the i think the problem is that because of who boba fett is and because so many fans have wanted to know more about him for so long um especially in this kind of a format um i think we all kind of had in our heads what the show was going to be yeah especially especially because of the way mandalorian set up as well so yeah so i yeah so that's that's probably more on me i think i'm coming to realize <laughs> Um, because it's, it is a great show and I am enjoying it when it comes down to it. I just, yeah, I think I just need to accept that. I mean, even though the flashbacks are pretty much done now, so it seems like officially, like they've put a, it's you are full circle, you full circle, full, full memento. Yeah. Yeah. The the loop has closed. He's out of the back to tank. You know, they've gone out of their way to be like, you are fully healed now, so you're not going to need to go you're, back into the, the tank. You're all done. You're all done. You're all nice and fresh, ready to go. Um, yeah. But but that, that yeah, that aside, like, it was still really cool to see. Because um, that's how what I was curious about, because I think we all knew when we watched Mandalorian Season 1 that those foot, like, those feet that we saw that, you know, with no, you know, we didn't know who it was, but I think we all knew it was Boba Fett mm. um, when he first appears in Mandalorian. So Yeah, Spurs um, sort of yeah. gave it away. But he didn't really have Spurs in this one, so they took him out. It's like, well, it doesn't, doesn't really make sense. <laughs> no. No, but we'll whistle past that, Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it was great to see that, um, even though, yeah, I feel like the flashback was, was too much of the episode, but it's... It's fine. It was still entertaining. What What were your thoughts on 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 just I guess the flashback in in general and the the Fennec Shand of it all? Yeah. Um. Uh. I'm just gonna say I'm I'm opposite to you. I actually did did appreciate that the flashback was the main priority of this uh, of this episode. Yeah. Because if it was any shorter, then it's like, come on. Because there was a lot more interesting stuff within within this um, backstory, like with yeah. Fennec Shan and the continuation True. of him get, getting uh, Spitfire. 
I can't remember what the name is. Fire, <coughs> fire spray is the new name it, of, fire spray. of the ship. But it's actually yeah. the type of ship, actually. So we don't know the name oh, yeah. yet. True. So, Sorry. So yeah. so with that, and he and he got his ship, ship, and then it it leads into what we know now, and now they're going to and now they're going to ramp up to the ending. And I actually didn't mind that. I mean, it was getting annoying that we kept on going back from the previous episodes. But I think I think just having like solely the flashback in this episode just to finish it off it sort of worked for me. So yeah, I've come to terms now. <laughs> Good. And what they were, what they're doing. This is not. This is not the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is the Mandalorian. No, no it's and, true. <laughs> and considering Mandalorian's like the first um, live-action Star Wars TV show, so. Of course, we're going to judge it on that merit, and yeah, yeah, it definitely is tying to majority of what Mandalorian is. And considering next week, Jim's going to turn up <laughs> with the with the dark saber, you know, and with the rest, <gasps> and, re- and with the rest of the Mandalorian posse as well. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, and they're going to take. Yeah, and they're going to take down the take down the the the, the fishy people. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the fishy people. Well, they the pike. Yes, the pike syndicate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they the are snappers. Fishy. The, s- <laughs> <laughs> the snappers. Yeah, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, okay, let's continue with Folia uh, here. She next says the scene with the Sarlacc pit was interesting. <laughs> Boba came back to where he was left to die, just so he could find his armor. I knew with all the tense music building up that the Sarlacc was going to attack the ship. Uh, Fennec acting on survival mode, knew to send, a d- and send down a bomb, in parentheses, uh, which seemed to use some sort of electricity or sound wave explosion, like a sonic boom, I believe. Um, this gave us the hilarious line from Boba, next time, don't touch my buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so good I had a LOL moment when I heard him say that um, yeah I, I I have interesting thoughts on, on this moment um, in the episode I it was nice to see I suppose one one return final return to the Sarlacc pit probably because you know I think it's safe to say that we probably won't be seeing the Sarlacc pit ever again um, yeah I I've mixed emotions because, you know, I, I, it's, it's interesting that Boba would, like, clearly he doesn't remember the Jawas taking it from him. Um, so that makes sense. Um, and he knows that, you know, like he says, and like we know, it's Beskar. So it's going to be you know, fairly impossible to, to break down. Yeah. Um, you know, so that all makes sense. But I think the... Pr- the problem, and this is the other problem with the flashbacks, is one of the problems with the flashbacks I've had is the fact there aren't there aren't a hell of a lot of stakes because we know Boba's gonna come out okay, yeah. really. Uh, I mean, it's different with like the you know the the Tuscan Raider flashbacks because we didn't know what was gonna happen to them, um, so you know I, those ones were different in that sense. Um, but here. In this one, we know where his armor is, you know, and we know when he gets it again. 
So it was just, it made sense, of course, for Boba to want his armor. Because, like, well, you know, we see how much he wants his armor back, obviously, in, in Mandalorian Season 2. And we know, you know, what you know, what armor means to a Mandalorian. Um, Like, we we know that pretty well going into this. But it's just, it feels like, I don't know, it kind of felt like unnecessary, Mm, maybe, a little little bit to me. But Um, then again, the uh, prequels didn't really were necessary. (laughs) And Just all of them? Yeah, and that was a trilogy of flashbacks. (laughs) Yeah, true, you've got me there. You've got me there. (laughs) That's a very good point. I'll take that. I will take that. Um, <laughs> good. Um, yeah. So yeah. So but that's but that's fine. The other problem I had was um, I I what I really liked about the the Sarlacc pit in episode one was the fact oh, like episode one of Boba Fett chapter one was that you know we'd never seen inside the Sarlacc pit before. Like we were getting a different perspective on it sort of thing we were seeing how he gets out of it like that part I was super cool like super it was just super cool I was super keen to see how it played out and how he got out even though you know I'm contradicting myself maybe by saying I enjoyed that even though I knew he was gonna get out okay like I yeah <laughs> anyway I like what I like it's fine um but then and then that was just you know that was kind of your traditional Sarlacc pit right in this scene we are reminded of the special edition remastering with the the CGI edition of the the chompers the beak thing of the sarlacc itself that uh, that George Lucas added in the, in 97 yeah the uh, small <laughs> the smaller mouth uh, xenomorph style min <laughs> yeah yeah i don't even know what you call it yeah um, mini mouth, I know. The mini mouth, the thing, the thing in the center. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, oh my god, the show's going back to the OG. But then it, they're probably like, no, no, it's it's canon. Special editions are canon. Dave Filoni says, uh, or as always says, yes, they are canon. Yeah, yeah. So I sh- I'm not entirely surprised to see this, but I was disappointed because I was like, no. <laughs> Classic Sarlacc, let's go, but no, apparently not. We're not doing that. Um, so that was disappointing. However, those silly nitpicks aside, I did like the scene in general. Like it was, it was a good little moment of you know Fennec and, and Boba kind of working together, and um, that funny quip of you know don't touch my buttons was enjoyable. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah, it was it was a it was a good moment, and I liked the whole. Like it's such a it's such a great shot when it's a kind of kind of a cliched shot in certain like you know disaster movies and action movies where they have like your character on the glass and there's a threat directly beneath them. Um, uh, I just I I kind of really like that and it was done really well mm. um, in this and I uh, I'm loving Ming Na Wen more and more every time I watch her. So yeah, um, I thought it was good. What did you think of the the Sarlacc pit? Uh, revisit. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's uh, defeating your last foe, so sort of thing. So yeah, before Bo- Boba had his sort of um, uh, uh, rebirth 
go back yeah. go back and fa- face your face your enemy and yeah i'm i don't mind a beak i <laughs> I, li- I like the fact that they that they made it so it actually is sort of a um it's got its own sphincter and it comes out and it comes back comes back in <laughs> yes and and you can't really complain about it because um they they blow the fucker up yeah 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 true it was its it own demise anymore. of being the beak so <laughs> you can't you can't you can't say ah too much i mean if george wanted it then keep it in yeah yeah I don't know. Maybe I'm <laughs> maybe cut out the midichlorians as well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bacteria. Are you are you saying space aids? <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I really enjoy. I really enjoyed it, and yeah, and yeah, that bomb just brings me back to being a kid again. <laughs> yeah, it was cool, right? It's like, wow. Yeah, I really, I really liked it because it's, it's one of the, it was like one of the, um, like didn't, um, Django use those same bombs in Attack of the Clones yeah. against Obi-Wan? Yeah, yeah, when he was getting tailed by Obi-Wan in, in the yeah. asteroid field. Yeah, yeah, in... that's a great sequence. <sighs> it's Atta- Attack, Attack of the, of the Clones, Clones, right? Yeah, it's Attack of the Clones. I got confused because that's the same, same name as the TV show. Uh, and Wars. I was about and I was about to say two towers. Yes, okay. Because <laughs> I've got Tolkien on the mind. We got Tolkien on the brain. Tolkien on the brain. Um, too much I, of that weed. Too much of that. I I <laughs> wanted to also add um, that I just really enjoyed the return of the ship in general. Yes. Um, yeah. Call it what you will. They have retconned the name. They've changed the name. Understandably, I get it, but still. Um, I need to look back at the movie if they actually reference it as Slave One. It's never. I don't believe it's ever spoken on in any film. I mean, I don't know if I haven't seen the holiday specials or you know any any of the other you know adjacent to canon stuff. Yeah, but I I, I feel like it must have been on the. Toys, maybe. Yeah, and in the and that's where it came from. In the books and the manuals, and, and in the books, in the in the like the the universe legacy canon stuff that isn't canon yeah. anymore, technically. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose it's just like um, Yoda's species. I, I don't think they probably need to reference anything. True, true. Like um, I was th- thinking the same thing uh, at a time we don't know where Wookies actually came from. Obviously, we know it's Kashyyyk because it was finalized in the prequel trilogy, but yep. but for years, people didn't know where where Wookiees came from, and it was just the the average um, Star Wars nerd that would know. Oh, it's from Kashyyyk. Otherwise, a lot yeah. of people were saying, "No, nah, Chewbacca's from Endor with the, all the other bears and, yeah. and woolly things." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chewbacca can... is from Endor. This does not make sense. 
He's a giant Ewok. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Nah. All all good points. Yeah. Um, but yes, it was just it was just nice to see the ship come back because it's a great ship. It's an iconic one amongst the Star Wars fleet of ships. And I love the um, fact when they're trying to get get it out that it's hard to control because you are looking up into the ceiling. Yeah, they really kind of played with the um the tricky design of it yeah i suppose um and and you know worked that into the plot i love it when i love it when shows do that and when movies do that when they they understand and recognize that not everything their characters has to like deal with and work with is going to be straightforward and simple mm. like there has to be complications everything can't just be yeah there's got to be obstacles know. yeah obstacles exactly that makes sense yeah, exactly, and I and I appreciate that, especially when you see it in things like sci-fi or fantasy, yeah. you know, where obstacles like that don't necessarily appear. Um, so it's it's cool to see. Or uh, because we're complaining about it being a uh, flashback, we can say, "Oh, it's just padding." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it's fine. Um, it's fine. But no, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the you know the sequence of getting getting uh, the ship out of out of Jabba's uh, palace although I did I did think some of it was set up like it was going to be a bit more of a challenge than it ended up being but that's okay um but my favorite part of 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 the seeing the ship in action was that lovely shot where they got out with it and they were flying and then you know Boba's like I've got to take care of some business and goes and finds the speeder gang you know that that killed the the Tuscans, and I love that shot of just the ship sweeping in, like it just glides in and just starts ah oh, annihilating them. I loved it. I thought that was great. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> it was very excessive in the uh, yeah the violent the use of violence, um, but I just the vi- visually just the way the the ship just kind of came in um, looked so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was very happy with the visuals. How did you feel about the return of of the the infamous Fett ship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, one of my fa- favorite ships from the from the entire canon. Um, probably my top, probably my top three, I reckon. Oh, nice. Mm. Of um, of all Star Wars, Star Wars uh, ships. Uh, battleships cool. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's good good that it's back, but you know we we sort of knew that he gets it back because he needs it to get off get off um, Tatooine so he can find his his um, his armor. Yes, which will probably be another flashback because there's only one more missing puzzle piece. He need, he needs to know uh Jaw he needs to know where the Jawas are and then he confronts them and say, Oh, we gave him to this guy and then this guy and he goes to see this guy and then he says well, there's another guy that actually is wearing the same same uniform, so you need to find him and say, like, Oh, where can we uh, can you explain to him? And then Fennec Shannon says, "Oh, I know that guy. He's in." A... 
It could be another episode. It could be, and I will set my expectations for that. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. No. At no. least be a montage. Yeah, even Rocky had a montage. So. Yes. Yeah. And it would make sense for the, it being in the next episode because we get to see Jin and he's he's the key. Ding. But I don't know. Yep. Do we... It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> um, well, just on that then, I mean, are you kind of wondering if the show should have uh, Din Jaren actually show up at all? If it needs it. Um, well, isn't one... Didn't we actually um, uh, talk about what um, the uh, titles for each episode was, and one of them was Mandalore, like going to Mandalore, because because I think because I think um, I, I sort of twigged. I think probably can't find it. It's probably I think it was IMBB. It's not. Yeah, they've taken they've taken, taken it all it down. down. All that I don't even remember what I read out. I, I remember it was ages be, ago, and I got really. It'll be on the audio somewhere. Yeah, and I got really excited. It's like, oh, we're going to Mandalore. That means there's going to be more of them. More. Or maybe I'm just having a fever dream. I don't know. I, yeah. Maybe spending way too much time in a, in in a Sarlacc pit, getting digested for at least a thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> and my brain's fried. Anyway. Brains fried. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so what was I talking about? Uh, Jane. Um, Jane. Jim. Coming back. Din. Din Jaren, G- yeah. Din G- Jaren. Uh, cameo. Yeah. Well, Maybe. we got to set up what he's doing in his thir- third season, so. True. Because Grogu's not, not around. No... <laughs> Sad face. Yeah, I reckon he will, and I actually re- reckon that everyone's going to turn up. A lot of uh, there, there's a lot of people thinking that either um, Han Solo is going to turn up for some reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, well. Yeah, but if it's at this time, it would have to be played by Harrison Ford, right? Yeah, a de-aged Harrison Ford. I th- people thinking, but Harrison Ford is not going to do no, that. No, he's not. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Yeah. So, sky's the limit. I think they're setting something up, maybe something special, because you know <laughs> they want they want that that. That um, Skywalker reveal again. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I don't want... That's the thing. I don't... I kind of... As much as I'm going to lose my shit when all these characters show up, because I, I, I fucking love crossovers and I love, you know, other characters from other things showing up. I'm like, oh, you're in that show, but now you're in this show. This is awesome. Like, I just... I live for that shit and mm. I go nuts for it. But at the same time... Part of me's like, but shouldn't shouldn't Boba Fett be able to stand on his own two feet without, you know, not that he needs 
no. Din Djarin to show up or Bo-Katan or, you know, or any of them or, or Ahsoka or anyone. Not that Ahsoka's showing up next week, but, no. but you know what I, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like I just, I don't know if he needs, he needs any of these other characters to kind of, I don't know, boost ratings or boost streams or, I don't think or, it's like or, that. I think enhance the storyline or anything. I, I don't know. I think, I think because, um, uh, he helped him out with he with his stuff, and so so it's like returning the favor. May, maybe I don't. True, true. Wasn't there a reference to that in Mandalorian? Yeah, didn't say like didn't Boba say you know you you'll owe us one or something? Yeah, something like that. I think something like that. There was something mentioned about a debt that must be paid or something. Well, because got got his um uh stuff back. But but I think it, I think the debt was him helping him out to save Grogu. Yeah. And so he's probably crawling back and he's like, "Hey, uh, I did help you out with that because you got my got my armor. Can you help me out?" It's like, "I don't know, maybe." I still think, um, um, so it's going. To, I'm still thinking there's something going to do with um. Um, solo a Star Wars story. It's gonna gonna take maybe yeah. something at the end, considering what happens at the end of that, which I've still been meaning to rewatch, which I'll probably watch tomorrow. Because I've because I've watched all the Karate Kids, so I have no excuse anymore. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'll watch that, and because I still think think um, can't remember her name, Emily Clark. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. I know it isn't Emma Clark. I think I think I know Emma Clark in real life. Yeah. In a previous time of my life. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I still think Amelia Clark's probably going to turn up. Aged. Yeah. Appropriate. Yeah. No. I, I still kind of support that that theory. Yeah. Yeah, because I I think she's I think she's in charge of of the uh, snappers. The the pikes. Yes, the pikes. Yeah, so that's my theory. Yes, and there's going to be a, a, a big showdown between Mandalorians, the mods. I, I love the fact that we got the name for for the um, the 1960s bikey gang now, the the mods, and between between the pikes and someone else, I reckon. Yeah. Okay. Just a showdown for huts. Sure. <laughs> Especially for Tatooine. Yeah, true. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but before we before we wrap up popcorn culture, Fulia has one last. Well, actually, she has two two little statements to mention. Oh, yeah. Mike, I'm gonna get you to read out the first one. Yep. Uh, where um, were we? Was it a character? S- start with that. Yep. Yes. A character that caught my eye was uh, the little rat. Uh, rat catcher droid it was so cute and i love the way it moved around the kitchen when it was being chased by boba uh, ha- a happy crying laughing face so good <laughs> yes yes that was definitely a thing um the droids were definitely the droids were fun it was cute it was a cute little addition um but 
I mean, it kind of felt a little, I don't know, maybe a little too silly tonally to throw in in the middle of everything else this show is and what's going on. Like, it just felt a little too silly to me. Um, well, add, but, adding characters for silly factor and laughable laughable factors? No, Star Wars has never done that. <laughs> Bubba fucking yeah. frick. Yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar fucking binks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ewoks in general. I am not saying this is the first time Star Wars has tried such a bold endeavor. I'm just saying that it, I I didn't think it was necessary. Uh. BB-8 sucks ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love BB-8. Oh, uh, God. But anyway, I don't know. I just, yeah, it just felt it felt a little out of place for me. But um, but it was a cute, fun addition. Yeah. Um, uh, harmless, really. Mostly harmless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 How did you feel about, um, you know... The, that sequence I, I enjoyed I will say I did enjoy seeing the you know the cla- that classic droid that talked with that voice um, from Return of the Jedi mm. like they copied his voice pretty well yeah. yeah I do love the fact that um, these shows uh, are, aren't going like for high tech where it just looks like like I like the type I like these droids that look like they're sort of a bit janky and sort of like <laughs> it's the sort of thing that you would probably see in the in the 1980s. Uh, it's like halfway between puppetry and also stop motion. Yeah. Sort of like, and especially with the creature at uh, in the first episode where where um it was Bulba and and the um uh, 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 the six arm creature that looked like something from harry Housen's uh sort of yeah uh, yeah so i like i like the fact that they're not necessarily go- going going full cgi sort of thing it's it- it's sort of like a stop motion so- sort of a couple of a couple of frames missing from the actual actual thing thing where it looks a bit janky i, I kind of like that it sort of gives me a sort of a nostalgia from just the year um uh, tv shows and movies yeah and like a 80 stuff yeah so uh i I enjoy it something for the kids yeah Mm. nothing wrong (laughs) nothing wrong with that and it's a good thing that he came back because otherwise we would have it would have been the first time we've seen an android like commit suicide by turning himself off (laughs) Wow. <laughs> oh no. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm I'm out. I'm out of 5000. Peace. Peace bitches. Ah, <laughs> uh, funny. Um okay. So, Fully's last statement um about this episode reads thusly. I particularly liked the last scene of the episode where Boba Fett is holding a meeting with all of the leaders of Mos Espa. In parentheses, I think. I can't remember the name. No, you're right. Uh, She's right. Well done. Uh, They all come to a mutual understanding to be lawyer. Lawyer? Hmm. Loyal Loyal. to Boba. (laughs) Loyal. (laughs) Loyal. Uh, To be loyal to Boba when the Pikes arrive. The next couple of episodes will determine whether or not they will keep their word. 
Also, a war with the Pikes is going to be very intense, and in the last shot of the episode, we see Boba and Fennec standing on a balcony watching the leaders leave. Knowing full well that a war is coming, they discuss how they are going to get more muscle on their side, and then, bam, we hear the Mando score, and my goodness, did I get freaking chills and goosebumps. Will Din join the fight against the Pikes? Hmm... I guess we will have to continue watching to find out. My guess is he will be there and possibly even Bo-Katan. Mm. Yes. Because there's a little bit of contention between Bo-Katan and, and Din with the um, uh, Darksaber. The Darksaber, yep. So who, who, who wields it, controls Mandalore, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that whole... Destiny leadership thing with the sword. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I really liked the ending of this episode too um, because, you know, we were back in the main storyline. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you. Um, yeah, I need to get over it. Um. <laughs> well, I just went to the it's... end of, of the series and then you go, you know what? It It fits together. Yeah, look, I, I, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to watch the next three episodes and it's going to be amazing and I'm going to be like, okay, I can I can forgive the flashbacks now. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed this kind of, you know, like, you know, seeing seeing Fennec and Boba together, you know, um, again, like, again, in the present storyline, on you know, now that we've seen how they came to be, you know, and get more of their dynamic in that way. Like, I, I think I just like this episode and for the fact that we got more Ming-Na Wen than we have so far, more Fennec um, in this, and I'm a big fan of hers, so that's that's really great. Um, and, and, yeah, and again, just Boba really asserting his place as the daimyo of, you know, Tatooine mm. of, or, or of Mos Espa, you know, just... Mm. Um, asserting that kind of control and demanding respect and loyalty and all this stuff from the different crime lords and and and, and things. It was really, it was just a really good scene um, in that way. And I think my favorite part, apart from the you know the musical tease of um, you know getting the band back together, um, I loved the the rancor moment was <laughs> cool. Just that casual. Like reveal of oh yeah, I've got a baby rancor. I mean, you know, he might eat you. I don't know. We'll just see how I'm feeling on the day. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was that was cool. I I I, I really liked that um, a lot. And he's definitely going to ride it. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. That'd be a cool way to kind of wrap up the show. See Boba Fett riding a fucking rancor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. With, with the two suns silhouetted in the backgrounds and you see lens flare, yeah. Dunes, yep. All for <laughs> yep. it. All, all for it. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm Yeah, I, I, I'm keen to see more of the Pikes and keen to see more of them in a, in a I don't know, as a villainous presence in, in the show. Because we, I mean, obviously we've seen them be villainous in like the Clone Wars and and um, Bad Batch and and all of that, but to see them in live action because so far they've kind of just been this sneaky group, sort of manipulating mm. players the way that they want so they can take control. 
um, and fill the void, you know, left by Jabba, um, basically, I guess. So, yeah, I'm really keen to just see how that is all going to unfold going forward. Um, yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Um, what did you think about this final scene, the conclusion to the episode? Yeah, it's um, it, it was one of the scenes I was really looking forward to in the trailer. Um, and sort of uh, pinged it for me. It's like, oh, this is going to be like, it's going to be like the Godfather in space. I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely enjoying this. Because, I don't know, I like genres sort of clashing. And and, spe- yeah, same. and especially with, with this show, where we're sort of seeing the, the rise of uh, of a crime boss. Like, like uh, I really, <laughs> like, yeah, I really enjoyed, like, The Sopranos and that sort of thing. And I... And someone actually said, uh, I can't remember who who it was, or which video that I watched doing a breakdown, um, taking Fennec Chan to like a mob, uh, a, a a modder. It's a bit bit like what, <laughs> a bit bit like what the mafia does. It's like they don't go, they don't take their guys to the hospital. They go, they go to, no. they go to a vet. <laughs> that's that's on the payroll. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> just to sew them up. Yeah. And that sort of thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> so, so him like like lording over these people, um, and, and trying to f- and, and I would say successfully filling that vacuum of what what um of what J- Jabba left left and and yeah, he's got a rancor. So, thanks, um, Huts for for that for that gift. So. Yep. Yeah, I'm still I'm still I'm in an ring if if that was malicious or not mm-hmm. of them leaving for Hut Hutty for Hutter they they they're going to Pizza Hut their planet I can't remember yeah yeah I can't re- is it Hutter yeah I think it was Hutter something like that you yeah. know the Pizza Hut on Hutter all you can eat ah all you can. Or you can eat. Um, Terrible. <laughs> one, there's one thing I just thought of that we haven't touched upon um, that I'm fairly certain happened in this episode, but there was we got to see Black Cassantin again, didn't we? Yes, he was. He was in the in the bar with um in the bar with a flash dance. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Jennifer Beals. Yes, yes. Je- Jennifer. I- Jennifer McBeal. Um yes, I um I, I need to look up her name because I've forgotten her name. That's right. Yeah, and um, he and yeah. he uh, confronted the, the 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 guys that 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 really love to hunt down wookies and and yeah, so, you know, he said fuck this. Yeah. Gar- Gasa Fwip. Is the name of Jennifer Beale's character? These fucking names. Okay. Gasa Fwip, and that's Fwip with an F. Gata. Gasa. Ga- Gata. Whip. <laughs> Gasa Fwip. Oh, my SM is, um, is showing. Gata and and Fwip. <laughs> cool Fwip. Cool Fwip. Um, yeah, I liked I liked that little moment with Black Cassandra. Mm. Um, in the in the bar, and yeah, it was good to see Jennifer Beals again because I like her a lot. Um, and uh, 
yeah, I was curious if we were going to see more of her character, so it was nice to see her pop up again. And kind of, you know, just the fact that she can, like, control her bar in that way of, like, talking to Black Cassanton and getting getting him to calm the fuck down and leave quietly kind of thing is... Well, she tried. Like, pretty... She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she tried. I mean, it, yeah, you're right. It didn't work out entirely the way she wanted, but, you know... um. It was a noble attempt. <laughs> it was definitely a noble attempt. Um, yeah. No, that was cool. That was cool. So, what, Black Santon's working for Boba now, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, more, I'm, I'm for that. More, more muscle? They're getting the band, getting the band together? Yep. You yep, son of huge. a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice reference. Yes. Um. Yes. But it would be great to see. It would great be great to see Bo-Katan again. Um. And you're right. It would make sense if we do, because you know she wants the dark saber. So, um. If 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 Din Djarin's there, then she should not be too far behind. Mm. But we'll see. We'll see. Um. Yeah. I can't wait. I don't think I really have much more to say other than yeah. I I think I enjoy this episode more now. Than I did at the time. Oh, that's good. Um, I'm but, glad to change yeah, your mind. It's, yeah, I'm ha- <laughs> happy to have my mind changed. Happy to, because um, uh, yeah, it's, it's it has been a good show, and I yeah I, I just need to get over my my flashback issue so I can enjoy it a bit more. But it's yeah, I what we've what the show has set up so far is exciting. Um, mm. So we've, we're past the halfway point now. Yeah, didn't you say we got yep. three more? Three more. We're only three more to go wow. now. So, yep, it's going to be over before we know so it. So there's going to be, it's going to be a high, then a complete low, then a high again. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's going to be. Probably. It's going to be that beat, I reckon. That beat. Yeah. No, that's fair. You gotta, you gotta bring them down a peg so you can, you know, go out with a bang. I suppose. Ramp it back up. Ramp it back up. Yeah. Get it up there. Yeah. Get it up. Oh, there. there is. Yeah. Nah. Never mind. Nah. Well, one one idea is uh, bringing back uh, Bill Barr. Bill Burr. Yeah. yeah. Bill Burr. Uh, Bill Barr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, w- I I'd be all for seeing him yeah. again. Well, he's off the grid at the moment, so. Mm. And. Yeah, Bubba no- knows he's around. Yeah, yeah, so maybe that'd be cool if he comes back and do stuff. That would I like be him cool. as a character. I like the fact that yeah, they're actually um, getting um, not necessarily conventional sort of pe- people into these TV shows. I mean, who who would have thought of ha- having Bill Bill Barr and having the chick from Flashdance and, <laughs> and and having Mulan? You know, it's it's getting people out of left field, and I quite and I really enjoy it. Yeah, no, it's done done fantastically with its casting so far. All the the Star Wars shows, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. It's sort of going on tradition. It's like having it's it's like having Abe Edmondson in in the um, oh what's the what's the second sequel movie. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back? No, second sequel movie. Oh, sequel, Last Jedi. 
sorry, sequel, uh, sequel trilogy, second movie. Yeah, Last Jedi. No, that's the main canon. Uh, what do you What do you the mean? The one after Force Awakens. The Last Jedi. Is it? Yeah. I thought you said Return of the Jedi. No, I said Last Jedi. <laughs> like, yeah, no, Last Jedi. First, I said Empire Strikes Back, and then you said sequel, second movie. I said Last. I swear, I said Last Jedi. Someone saying, tell tell us in the comments. Yeah, yeah, it's probably true. I- I'm just, I'm just. Look, we're both tired. It's it's way late. past our bedtime. It's past our bedtime because we're old people. Yes. Um. <laughs> and this old person's got to go work tomorrow. Yes, yes, very true. Anyway, yes. what we what, what was your point? Like Last Jedi. Um, yeah, having having Abe Anderson as one one of the um, uh, First Nation fucking. Sorry, the sequel, the sequel trilogy is fucked off in my brain. I can't remember anything about it. All I remember is that's okay. All I remember is Adam Driver is a beefcake, and he shrugs, <laughs> and he gets a, and, and he gets a payoff kiss that doesn't that doesn't do anything except getting getting him killed. That's it. I only remember Adam Driver. <laughs> That's it. And that's fine because Adam Driver is unforgettable, so <laughs> <laughs> Ray Lewis Cannon and then we all laughed when he died. Including me. That that was that was literally the cinema reaction. I remember being there on fucking opening night. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were there together, duh. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Apo- I remember apologies, that. my dear friend. You remember you remember that? Yes, because, yeah, because, like, literally this, as soon as it happened, there was, you know, that mixture of, like, excitement and awe and really. Um, and then as soon as he, you know, they, they broke apart and he leaned, leaned back and he fucking, you know, faded away. <laughs> the the reaction <laughs> was, like, <laughs> the amount of people that started laughing. I was, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't think this is what they were trying to achieve. <laughs> yeah, it's quite the opposite of bury your gays. Oh, <laughs> bury your ships. Bury, bury your rays. Yeah, bury your rays. Uh, your ray bands. Yeah, your ray lows. Oh man, I have so many feelings about that movie. Um, anyway, um, Bubba yeah. fucking frick. <laughs> Um, any th- any other comments, thoughts on on Book of Boba Fett Chapter Four before we wrap? Yeah, up? can't wait for the next one. Hell yeah! And then and then all the others. Yes, it's going to be such a shame when it finishes. Yeah, yeah, because you know we don't at this point we don't know where we're going to see these characters beyond this show. Um, I'm sure we'll see them pop up again. I love it. You can't really guess the ending. Cause yeah, because it, yeah. it can go anywhere. It could. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, Bob is going to die. No, he's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not there no. in the sequel trilogy. Neither is Din Jaren. That doesn't matter. Ne- neither is pretty much everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Neither is Grogu or Ahsoka. Yeah. So ne- neither yeah. is um, Bo-Katan or Mandalore. Nope. No. So all we can yeah, think well, of is they're all going to die. <laughs> they're all dead. Oh, God. So make it work that they're all dead. All the... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> positivity. Positivity. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, some of them are probably definitely dead by the sequel trilogy. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fine. All right. Well, I think that might do it. Yeah, I'm all done. Yeah, yeah. I'm all bo-katanned yeah. out. Oh, <laughs> bo-katanned out. Ah, cool. Well, that was that was Popcorn Culture. That was our discussion on uh, the book, Boba Fett, Chapter 4, um, The Gathering Storm. Um, and that storm is definitely a gathering. Um, that's for sure. Mm. Um, cannot wait to see where it goes. So, before we wrap up, uh, have a couple of plugs to let you guys know about. Uh, first off, um, there's a new episode of Fred Watch that just dropped this week. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, Fearsome Fridays are back uh, in 2022. Uh, Wayne and myself got together and uh, reviewed uh, A Nightmare in Elm Street 2, Ooh. Freddy's Revenge. Yes. Um, Freddy, great podcast. Gay Awakening. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. I yeah, I, I like. You don't I have think to tell a, me. No, no, I'm sure I don't. I I really I really like the movie. Uh, yeah, not perfect, of course, but um, but I loved what you know. I love I love the fact that it's it's finally getting the appreciation it deserves mm. now. Um, because it's it's quite good. So um, yeah, if you want to hear our thoughts. On on Freddy, um, check out Fred Watch, uh, please do. Um, and then the other thing to plug, of course, is uh, as we are heading into the final week of January, um, that means it's time for an episode of the monthly at Winifred's. Uh, Folia and I are back in the the monthly shed uh, to bring you guys a very fun podcast. Um, might I just tease? That we are doing another rendition of the convincing game. Um, Yes, bringing it back, people. First, first monthly of 2022, and we're 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 you know getting getting out of the gates pretty pretty hot. So um, yeah, we've so far we've recorded the first part. So um, we'll see how things work out. If yeah, when we when we come to record the second part and put the show out for you all this week, so that'll be out um, probably on the Thursday this week. I would look for it because um, busy times at the moment, um, scheduling wise. So um, so it might be a day late, but um, watch this space. Yeah. Um, I'm excited um, to yeah find out how it goes. <laughs> so yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It is. Um, Tis, tis indeed. Um, <laughs> all right. The music in Star Wars is jizz. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Isn't that a nice note to end the show on? Yeah. <laughs> note. <Yeah. laughs> hey, hey. Badum tush. <laughs> Play that, Max. 
Plant Max. Oh, that was that was good. I'd never heard him call be actually being called Max in a thing before. Max Grebo. Like we, we just know he's Max Rebo. Like, yeah. yeah. It's great. Blue elephant guy. <laughs> Blue elephant guy. We love him. We love you, Max. All right. That's it, I think. Yes. It's time to wrap things up. And, and that, that was, a was a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Hmm. Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to www.youtube.com slash Fred the Alien Productions, which you'll be seeing this and yeah. many more. Yes, if you're listening to the show, you can, you know, then go over and watch the show if you want to see. In high speed. The... <laughs> yeah. It'll only take you an hour. Yeah, yeah, you get through it real yes. quick. Uh, yes. I've been a Kendall Richardson. And I've been the Weird Owl Mongolista. <laughs> and, and you, you just, just experienced experience a, a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Remember to eat. And remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, and the Doctor is in, and Din is coming. Like a winter storm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Ah, chills. I can't wait. Nice. Nice, nice. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. Look after yourself and your mental health. Yes, most importantly, of course, in these trouble times. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Please look after us. Nice. Uh, and have fun. Yes. Always have yeah. fun. Always have fun. And what's the point of a mind if you can't change it? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's that's fair. Thank you. Thank you. That works. <laughs> that works. All righty. We're out. Cup scout. And, and see. See.